Hey there. My name is Aubrey Henderson. I'm a self-worth coach and professional calm in the chaos. I believe that when you're feeling stuck in your life and you can't decide on the next right step, that getting some perspective or a pep talk from someone outside of your shoes can be an absolute game changer. This podcast is that pep talk. Every week, I'll share my responses to listener questions, real life coaching sessions, and interviews about topics that you can connect with and learn from. All things that will help you to reconnect with your own self-worth and inner goodness and vision for your life so you can feel great and get shit done. Welcome to Ask Aubrey. I'm so glad you're here. Hey babes, welcome to this week's episode. I am stoked because I am going to share with you something that I love, love, love coaching on, which is decision making and how decision making relates to our intuition. And this is something I coach on a lot, both, you know, since I've started my business as a coach And even before that, in working with the people that I've managed, people who are my colleagues, also just people in my life in general, people have a hard time making decisions, period. You know, whether it's a small decision or, you know, even worse, when it's a big kind of consequential life transition decision or, you know, something big where it feels like, holy shit, this is a huge deal, this is scary, And folks need support through that and need affirmation. And so if you are someone who has ever struggled to make a decision, this episode is going to be for you. I'm going to share some really, some really tangible steps and tools to support you through that. And, you know, you all know here on this podcast, I talk a lot about this idea of how important it is to connect with our own intuition, with our own desire with our own needs and especially because as as people pleasers as you know folks who struggle with codependency folks who are you know living in a kind of cultural context that really devalues our emotions and our needs in decision making we can get way 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 out of touch with our intuition with our needs with our desires we can get absolutely disconnected from those things because we're so focused on what other people expect, what other people need, what other people want us to do. We can completely disconnect from what we want, what we need. And that really fucks us when it comes time to make a decision. And so that means for folks who struggle with people pleasing, who struggle with codependency, who struggle with self-worth, making decisions can feel really, really hard. And decision-making can be hard for anybody, literally anyone, which is why I'm saying if you struggle with decisions at all, this episode is going to be for you. But especially, you know, my folks here who I know struggle with some of these issues, right? Because decision-making requires you to tune in to your intuition in very real and specific ways. And as someone who struggled with this shit for my entire life, I have, personally, an exercise that I find is really, really helpful in, you know, sort of clarifying this and helping to make decisions, and I'm really excited to share that with you. I'm going to share it step by step here, and if you hang out with me on Instagram at all, then, you know, in the last couple of weeks, you may have seen me share a very brief version of this exercise, so I did sort of outline it there, but 
you know, it was an IGTV video, so it's like a minute long. So I'm going to describe it kind of in more depth here um, on the podcast. So even if you think that you already, oh, I've already seen this, I know what you're going to talk about, I would say please stick around. I think by the end of this episode, not only will you have kind of the step-by-step of this framework, but also kind of the deeper dive into why this is so helpful. This is a, you know, this is an exercise that I find to be a really game-changing tool in helping me and, you know, many, many, many other people in my life to make decisions. So that's what I'm going to share. So a little bit of background first. So this is an exercise that my mom actually taught to me. So credit to Sheena. Thanks, mom. Um, She taught me this when I was a teenager. I was probably 17. Um, And I, (laughs) for this specific context, when I first learned about this, I was trying to make actually a decision between staying in marching band. So yes, I was in marching band. Um, I played the French horn, by the way, if that's helpful to know. I was first chair at one point. Um, So between staying in marching band or quitting marching band and spending the summer at my first paid job. And that job was going to be as a peer educator at Planned Parenthood, which for me as like a budding radical feminist who was like interested in sex and sexuality and sexual health, this was like a dream job for me at 17. And so I you know, was really struggling with this decision. I was super angsty. I was agonizing about this decision. You know, I was going into my senior year of high school. All of my friends were in marching band. It was a huge part of my, you know, social life, my identity. And also, I was really excited about this job that I had been offered at Planned Parenthood. I, you know, had been excited about it from the time I applied. I didn't know if I would get it, and I did. I thought it would look really great on my college applications. I thought it would be a chance to meet new friends who went to different schools I cared a lot about, like I said, sexuality, sexual health, sex ed. So I was having a hard time, right? And also I was 17, so like hadn't quite had, you know, the same amount of like life experience to help me in my decision making around things like this. So I was basically a mess. I couldn't decide what to do. And my mom was my biggest confidant then and is still one of them now. And I just kept kind of being angsty to her about it. I kept asking her what I should do. And my mom is amazing for a lot of reasons. And if um, you'd like to learn more about her, uh, go back to very early on in my podcast. I think it's like episode three. She she and I did an episode together. So you can learn more about her. She's wonderful. Um, But, you know, she was amazing then, too. And so when I said, like, Mom, I can't figure out what to do, her response was basically like, dude, I'm not going to tell you what you should do. You're you're almost an adult. This is an important decision. And it's your decision. But she was like, I have something that I think will help you as you make this decision, something that has been useful for me. And what's interesting is the way my mom framed this um, that I'm just now realizing as I'm sharing this that I haven't thought about in a while is that my mom, my mom also used to work at Planned Parenthood and she used to work with folks who were considering, you know, how to proceed with their pregnancy, whether they wanted to terminate their pregnancy and have an abortion, whether they wanted to you know, continue with their pregnancy and give birth and potentially parent or, you know, pursue adoption for, you know, whatever. So people who are making big consequential life decisions and she would, 
as a nurse, she would, you know, sit down and talk to people about this and about what their options were and talking to people who are struggling to make that decision. Wow, I'm just now realizing literally as I'm talking right now um, that this was the context where she learned this. And so I think talking about, you know, me possibly working at Planned Parenthood probably spurred this for her. Anyway, um, but she, you know, she shared this exercise with me and I don't know if she had a name for it, but I call it now, I call the exercise live with the decision. And so there are really kind of three big steps to this exercise. And the first one is to really get clear on the decision itself and all of the options or the possible paths forward. So to really clearly understand what the options are that you're considering and to get clear on, you know, what those options are, what they actually look like. And this is really important because this is not going to be an exercise that's useful in scenarios where it's kind of like a big, broad question in front of you and like a ton of possible options, right? If you're sitting there and you're like, man, I don't know what I want to do with my life and literally any career path is a possibility, this isn't a narrowing exercise necessarily. The narrowing has to happen first. This is something where it's only going to work if you have, you know, two or three very concrete possible options or paths forward. And it's going to make sense why that is in a moment when I, you know, talk about the next steps and how you move forward with this. But for this first step, you really just want to be crystal clear on what the options actually are in front of you. So if we're using teenage me as an example to illustrate this, right, I'm clear on my two options here. Option one is stay in marching band with my friends, turn down the job at Planned Parenthood. That's option one. Option two is quit marching band and accept the job opportunity at Planned Parenthood to work there for the school year. Okay, so it's two clear options and there are two of them. And so from there, once you have the options, you know what they are, the next step is then to look at those options or those choices that you have. And for the number of options you have, you are also going to identify that number of days, of consecutive days, where you're going to practice this exercise. So look at your options, identify the number of options you have, and then choose that same number of consecutive days that you're going to do this exercise. So in my example, like we said, I have two options. You know, uh, stay in marching band, say no to Planned Parenthood, or quit marching band, work at Planned Parenthood. Okay, those are my two options, and so I'm going to need to choose two consecutive days where I know I'm going to do this exercise. So I'll choose, let's say I'll choose Monday and Tuesday are going to be my days. And to be clear, this isn't like a like clear out your schedule kind of exercise. It's not like a super involved, like tactical, you know, you're like doing work during this, so you need to like clear out your day. No, this is like, it's just designating ahead of time which days you're going to use to do a kind of like background hum mental exercise. And again, when we get to the next step, that will that will clarify what you're actually going to be doing. But I, I actually recommend to folks that you do the exercise, that you practice the exercise on days when you have kind of your regular standard schedule and have that be true on both of those days. So you're not kind of throwing big variables in there 
to kind of mess with the exercise. And you can actually just kind of experience the feelings that this is going to bring up in kind of your normal context, as opposed to like a radically different than usual context. And so um, that's what I would say for that. And, you know, the reason it's important that the days are consecutive is just because, one, it gets you through the exercise faster. And presumably, if you have to make a decision, there's probably a deadline. Uh, but also because you're going to be kind of comparing and contrasting the experience of the two days. And I just find that when those two days are close together, that it's most helpful uh, to be able to compare and contrast when you haven't like let a week pass between the days, if that makes sense. So that's step two is choosing, you know, a number of consecutive days that's the same number as the options that you have in your decision that are going to be the days that you do the exercise. And then finally, when you have identified those options and you've identified the days that you're going to do the exercise, you are then then you actually do this exercise. So these first two steps are really the planning. And now you are going to practice the exercise. And basically what this is, is that for each day of the exercise, so we've said Monday is option one, Tuesday is option two. So I'm living Monday as if, you know, let's say Monday is assigned to option one, stay in marching band, Tuesday is assigned to option two, work at Planned Parenthood. This is like making me laugh at 17-year-old me. But this was really helpful then. So you're going to, for each day of the exercise, so on Monday, I have chosen one option and I am going to live that entire day as if I have made the choice to go with that option. So I think I said Monday is the day that I've decided to stay in marching band. So I am going to live my entire day as if I have made that choice to stay in marching band. And that is how I'm going to proceed with my day. And I'm gonna, you're going to pay very close attention to how you feel on that day. And really notice the feelings that come up for you, the thoughts that come up for you. I find it helpful to write things down. I'm a write things down kind of person. You may not be, but I think it's useful, especially because you're going to compare and contrast across your days. And something really important to say here is that this means that if you're like me and if you're somebody who like, you know, you tend to ruminate on a decision or you worry about it or you kind of mentally spin out on it, then what you'll notice is you probably will will slip into your normal thoughts of, oh man, I wonder what I'm going to do about this. You know, if I choose to, you know, stay in marching band and turn down the Planned Parenthood job, what if I regret it? But if I, you know, you know, choose to quit marching band, then my friends might be upset with me. And you're going you're gonna to find yourself slipping there because that's human. But when you're doing the live with the decision exercise, it's really important that you interrupt that thought, that you cut off that thought and you remind yourself that you have made the decision for the day. So if you find yourself being like, oh, I wonder what I'm going to do, you interrupt the thought and say, oh, you know, I've actually decided what I'm going to do. I've decided what I'm going to do, and it's that I'm going to go with option A and I'm going to stay in marching band. So if you find yourself wondering about the other option or like, oh, man, like, but I, you know, I'm not sure if that's what I want. Like, I'm not, you know, don't know if I'm comfortable with that. You know, that's, that is something to notice. I think if it's, one, it's going to be uncomfortable just not to go into that place of rumination if you're an anxious person like me. I think that's normal. But also, that is data for you. If you 
if you find that you're that entire day, you're kind of thinking about the other option or what could have been or you're disappointed or you're longing, that's data for you, right? You'll notice yourself trying to kind of like mentally negotiate out of the decision because it feels really uncomfortable or it feels wrong. Something feels wrong with it. And that is data for you. Or if it's really easy to push the thought away, if it's really easy or relieving to say like, oh, I've made the decision. I made the decision and it's done. That's data as well. Write that shit down. And I will say, I've had folks ask me before, you know, is this a like, can this be more compact? Can this, is this exercise doable in kind of smaller, shorter chunks? Like, what if it's more of a time pressure decision? What if I have like one day to make a decision? And so I personally, have, I've never done it this way. I've only done this where I assign like living a full day to each option. But I don't see why you couldn't do like a half and half day, right? Where you, you know, live the morning as if you've chosen one option and then you switch and in the afternoon you live with the other option. I don't think that's impossible. I think it's just, I think it's important that you give yourself enough of a chunk of time where you can really feel and notice the feelings that come with each of these things and kind of cycle through some of those thoughts around the decision, right? And not feel like you're rushing that, not feeling like you're going to spend 10 minutes living as if you've chosen one thing and 10 minutes on the other. I don't think you could condense it that far. Um, I think you could condense it a little bit, but I would say I do really recommend full days with this if you can swing it. So first to kind of recap, because that was a lot. The steps of the exercise are, one, you get super clear on your options and your decision, how many options you have. So what are the choices I'm choosing between? What do those look like? Get super clear on that. Step two is then identifying, okay, how many options are there? Three? Okay. Then choosing that number of days, so three consecutive days to do this exercise three consecutive days that you are going to dedicate to this mental exercise. And then finally, the third step is that on each of those days, you will assign an option or a possible decision to each day, and you are going to live that day as if you have chosen that option and notice how that feels. You're going to live the day as if you've chosen that option and you're going to notice how that feels. And not only... Do I think that this exercise is helpful in making big decisions and helping folks, you know, feel more confident in those decisions? You're going to, I mean, you're going to notice how you feel on different days and that's, that's data for you. That helps you to kind of decide how you're going to move forward. That is going to help you to, you know, well, I felt like shit on this day. I felt sad. I felt, you know, like I'd made the wrong choice. I felt regret. I felt myself thinking about the other option or it could be, you know, I felt excited. I felt, you know, really eager to move forward. I felt like I wanted to tell everybody. I felt like I, you know, wanted to rush and be done with this exercise so I could just like do the fucking thing and make the decision, right? You're going to feel things on each of those days and be able to compare and contrast. So not only does it help you in making a decision, I also think this is a great exercise to help you if you're having trouble connecting with your gut and with your intuition, and so I've done this exercise myself more times than I can count. And I've walked plenty of other people through this exercise. And every single time, without exception, literally every time, 
there is going to be a day when you feel relief or freedom. Something in that realm of, okay, you're going to feel something relax. You're going to feel some element of feeling freed from something. Whether that's the anxiety weighing you down, whether that's, you know, the possibility of opting into something you don't want, whether that's other people's opinions, whatever that is, you're going to feel relief, you're going to feel freedom, you're going to feel something in that family on one of those days. And I think there is something to the experience of leaning in to a decision on sort of a trial basis, on like trying it on and walking around in it, you know, living the decision as if the decision has been made for that day. I think there's something in that that feels freeing when the way that we normally approach decision making is to sort of like carry around all of the options with us and kind of try to juggle them at the same time in a way that I think really like muddies the waters. I think it's like, imagine if you're like going to buy a pair of shoes and you can't decide between a couple pairs of shoes. You can either try the shoes on and walk around in them, which is the equivalent of this exercise, right? Try the shoes on and like walk around the shoe section in them and see how they feel. Or you could try to put all four pairs of shoes you're choosing between on at the same time. Or you could just carry all four pairs of shoes with you around the store until you kind of like get exhausted and maybe just drop them all and just say fuck it and forget it. It's the equivalent of that, right? It's the it's the mental fatigue of, you know, having to carry around all of these choices, having to, you know, juggle those at the same time, having to, you know, also consider as, you know, if you're a people pleaser, if you're a codependent, you're also adding to this the expectations of other people, how we think someone else is going to react to the decision we make. You know, what do we think that this person we care about wants us to do about this? And all of that makes it impossible to connect with what I feel like is really the most important thing, which is what you actually want. All of that is hidden. You can't feel any of that if you're carrying around this huge pile of all of your options and everybody else's expectations and what you're afraid will, you know, someone else will think of you if you make the decision. All of that is obscuring what you actually want. And so I find that when I do this exercise or when I take someone through this exercise, you take away that back and forth kind of consideration that is so natural for us to do, right? That like, well, what if I did this? Well, what if, but maybe if I did this, you eliminate that. You turn that off. And, you know, it basically is, is kind of turning down the volume on that, that rumination. It's stripping away all of that and deciding, okay, I'm living today as if I've decided to take the job and seeing how that feels. And what often comes up is that is this really clear sense, I think, of feeling settled or safe or calm or clear on one particular day. I mean, that truly every time, every time I've done this, every time I've walked someone else through this, there is, there is that feeling. And for everyone, I think it looks a little bit different, right? But 
that's the beauty of this and why this is why I think this is so important to do when you do this exercise, when you live a day with a decision that feels more aligned with your gut and your intuition and your desire, you will feel that. You'll feel it. And I really, part of why also I would say to write all of this shit down is that that is the feeling you want to take note of. What that feels like in your body to sit with a decision that that you're in alignment with. To like really pay attention to, you know, how that feels in your body, how that feels in your mind, what your thoughts are. You know, when you strip everything else away, when there isn't that ability to kind of flip between all the options or to wonder what other people are thinking or paralyze yourself with all the possibility, when you strip that away and you feel that relief or that peace or whatever that is for you, what's left is exactly what you've become disconnected with. What's left is, you know, what made that decision hard in the first place because you couldn't hear it. It's your intuition. It's still there. And it's been there. It's just been hidden. It's just had shit piled on top of it. And we're pushing all of that away. And by noticing what it feels like in your body, what it feels like literally, you know, in your body, in your mind at that point in time and how your intuition, which is going to look different than mine, by the way, but what your intuition looks like and feels like when it shows up for you, that will help you to continue to be able to recognize it. And even when it's quiet, even when it's hidden by something else, This exercise is teaching you how to turn down the volume of some of that noise to be able to hear your intuition, to recognize it when you see it and when you feel it. And the more that you do this, the more that you'll then be able to hear it even under the noise. And the more you'll be able to kind of cultivate that, right? It's a really helpful exercise. I really recommend that you use it. And if you're struggling with it at all, if you're like, this is confusing, please reach out. I'm happy to like walk you through it, help you through it. Um, And just because I know that someone will ask me (laughs) and because I've, you know, now taken you through the emotional journey of this decision, um, what I ultimately decided to do was to quit marching band and to work at Planned Parenthood. And it was one of the best decisions I ever made. It was the coolest fucking job ever. And, you know, some of my friends didn't want to be friends with me anymore because I wasn't in marching band, which I just literally cannot help but laugh at now. Um, But most of my friends, the people who I still am, like, very close friends with now, fucking stayed friends with me because, it, you know, I was worried about what people would think or how people would feel or how it would impact my relationships. And when I peeled all of that back and noticed what it was that I really wanted – and really paid attention to that, it was this job. It was this opportunity that was new and was exciting and was different. And I wouldn't change a thing about that decision. And I'm really glad that I used this exercise to make it. So thanks, Mom. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you loved it, please take a second to subscribe on your favorite platform, leave a rating or a review, and take a screenshot and share it on social media or with a friend who needs to hear a message like this one. I love the chance to hear from you and connect with you because it gives me the opportunity to remind you that you are worthy. 
worthy of wholeness and happiness and just good things. So send me the question or the topic that's keeping you up at night or that you just want to hear more about. You can send me a voice memo at anchor.fm slash Aubrey Henderson, and I can actually include any voice memos that you send me in the show, which I think is pretty rad. Or you can send a good old-fashioned written message from my website at aubreyhenderson.com. I'll see you next time, babes.